So covering it and fully understanding it are two different things. Covering it, covering it can just be you, you cover and you, and you relay facts. Yeah. So you don't need to understand any of it. Yeah. You just need to relay the facts. The Raptors lost to Portland, whatever the score was, who scored the most, who did it, that's covering mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. To fully it understand why they lost, then you need to be able to make a layup. Welcome to The Basketball Mood. This is a podcast about everything basketball. I'm Christian Urban with my brother Randy, and our third member of the team is Mike DiGiorgio. It was, it was funny because when I was um, in between jobs and, and the old Raptors PR guy, Jim Lombard, great guy, got me a gig, a temporary gig with the Associated Press. And at this point, I had, you know, done eight years at the score and I was a score teller. <laughs> Chris is already tired of my story. Uh, anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, kill this job and all this kind of stuff. And so I go and I cover the game and I'm, I'm asking uh, Joakim Noah about a big block he made um, at the end of the game that really s preserved the win, right? And I send in the Associated Press this this sound clip from, from Noah, and I think it's great. And, and the guy on the other end, who I never met, responds back with, yeah, could you uh, just get us something like a little bit more generic? Like, I think we, you know, they played hard. It was good to get a win. And that, I was like, Krista. Sorry. I was like, are you kidding me? So they wanted just like the basic stuff that yeah because it's, it's it's only for it's only for a quick they want the quick they don't want analysis yeah. no but yeah. it wasn't even analysis it was like it was anyway this story sucks but <laughs> there you got the right one. Oh, <laughs> good one <laughs> anyway i just thought it was funny just, just covering sports covering basketball is just an interesting game um but let's talk uh trades we had a bunch of people maybe i should talk <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I'm just kidding. Randy, we, go on. we had a bunch great. of people ask me about where our um, trade deadline podcast was. And by a bunch of people, I meant to Patrick Choi, my producer for court surfing in 905, and my buddy Disco Dan Lormer. So, did you have any people ask yeah, for a couple? It, right? I've, I've, I've had a couple of people fiending to get into a mood lately. Okay. All right. Mike, what trades would you like to talk about? Um, I guess let's talk about the non trade first. Okay. Non-trade was probably the biggest story, okay. I'd say. So you're talking Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Thoughts. I like it. I, I think the Raptors should have kept him from the beginning. I didn't want them to trade him for, you know, a couple bags of chips and a couple guys who might be good in a couple years. Like what if they I think were all we're dressed? Good. I love all dressed, but I still wouldn't <laughs> trade him for all dressed. Um, but I think we're good. Like I think we just need to get into a rhythm. You know, mm -hmm. Raptors need to get into a rhythm and you know, if they trade Kyle, it, it, you know, we talked about this a little bit on our own, but if they trade him, that signals that we're sellers and that changes sort of the, out, the mindset of the team by keeping him, you know, hopefully we can get on a little bit of a win streak and, and make some noise. Cause I think we can get to a series where, you know, maybe we don't win, but I'm happy to be there and, and put, put, you know, nobody will want to play us. They'll want to play some of the other teams in the, in the, in the conference. Yeah, and when you look at this play-in scenario, um, it, I was telling Chris that if you're 9 and 10, if you're the Raptors and you're 9 and 10, and you got to play one of either the Knicks or the Bulls or the Hornets to get into that playoff spot, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm, yeah, exactly. Like you're not. You're not. Indiana. Like yeah. those teams. I'm not scared of those teams. They're not winning that game. A play-in game against the Raptors at this point. I don't think so either. No. Um, but also, just like looking at the trades that were available. Okay, so Philly gets out of the of the Lowry sweepstakes early by trading for George Hill. Mm-hmm. But I mean, their offer was Maxi Thibel and a first, like, and Danny Green. Like, what are we doing with that? Wow, you don't like that? Was that the no, offer? That was the offer. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like 15 mil for Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Right. And then no. he's a free agent. So he's out, he's out next year. Mm-hmm. I think Maxi that just, is that was just you know, Maxi and Malachi Flynn. Who's better? I don't know. They're probably about the same. We have Flynn, so let's let's develop the guy that we have. Yeah. We could use Thibel's defense. We could use, you know, but he's somewhere along the average to decent bench contributor type role at this point at this point but you know, but they're really high on him right you don't think That's that fine. he can turn into uh somebody that he'll never be a superstar okay. let's put it like that and then and then a pick for philly who's going to be good for years to come like it's 28 like mm-hmm. what do we do with another 28 overall pick like mm-hmm. and that's okay so then you go to miami and it's duncan robinson and would you have done it for tyler hero possibly Depending on who else was in it, mm-hmm. I don't want to pay Duncan Robinson twenty million. No, Do you? No, no, no. Like he fits with Miami for sure because they they play four plus defenders and you know he's good. I don't know that I actually want to pay him twenty million though. Let's mm-hmm. leave that for somebody else. I like Harrow. He's a creator. He can play um, a little bit. You know, probably needs another guard with him to help him because he's not the greatest distributor. But, you know, he's good, but they didn't want to include him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So then who do we get back? Iguodala? Mm-hmm. And and they didn't have any picks to trade. Mm-hmm. Who Like, who do we like there? Maybe Precious Achua was going to be good, f- fair. I think he would have been in it, hopefully. I think the Raptors would have liked him. Um, yeah. But it is. So it, then, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, just going back to Philadelphia. Uh, Mike, you, you think uh, Maxi and Malachi Flynn are, are sort of the same? Well, we don't know. Like, no, but I know. But at this Maxi point, doesn't play anymore. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, right? Because we were so high on him because he had that thirty-point game earlier, and then but now he, he there was six play players in that game. Yeah, there were six players in that game. Like, yeah. he doesn't play anymore. Yeah. Let's see what we have in Flynn. Yeah. I, in my opinion, Flynn was good in college. Yeah. Flynn was arguably better than Maxi in college. So let's see what we got. You know. Mm-hmm. So Lakers, it sounded like Schroeder, KCP, and THT. So I that like, was that was I like Taylor Horton Tucker. That's who I do I, too. Yeah, that's that's the only person. But I'm not. I don't know if I'm trading Kyle Lowry at this point for him. That's what I mean. Yeah. And and then like okay, so then you have to pay Schroeder next year. Yeah, I'm not he's the, looking for a payday. He's having a terrible. I'd rather season. pay Lowry. I'd rather pay Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Give him his yeah. two years, fifty mil. Yeah. And let him ride off into the sunset with yeah. the lake with the Raptors. I mean, so like, where was the offer that was really blowing us out of the water? You know? Yeah. That's the and that was my thing. And a lot of people were down on the well some people were down on the on the non-move because you know he's going to walk away possibly after this year right which is a possibility you know the Raptors well, I, I, in my opinion they would have said look we're not going to trade you are you going to sign us sign with us mm-hmm. and and if if the money's right i think he's staying here and retiring a raptor so let's just give him two years 50 million mm-hmm. like huh. we have okay. money we can sign other guys first and then go over the cap to sign him like mm-hmm. without touching the tax. We have a lot of cap space this, this summer, you know, so let's do that. 
there were people that were saying, oh, they should have traded, you know, at least get something for him because he could be gone and stuff like that. And I said, well, one of the reasons why you don't do that is that you have a history of doing good deals. And then all of a sudden, you kind of get fleeced in one. It shows a little bit of weakness on your part. So it shows that other GMs and other presidents are kind of looking at like, well, you know, they didn't do a great job on that deal. Maybe I can get something better. No, you you have a standard that you set in terms of what you want, and you don't deviate from that. Yeah, trading trading guys just to get guys for to get something mm-hmm. is bad business to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They traded Harden just to get something, mm-hmm. and look who they end up with: Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> so, what trade? What trade do you think moves the needle? I think Gordon to Denver is a, is a good gamble by them. I agree. Was it even a gamble? They, they traded. Yeah, because you know R.J. Hampton and Gary Harris is a better guard defender, even though he can't shoot anymore, and a pick. You, you know, there's. I think that's a good trade for Orlando, and I think it's a good trade for Denver. Like that's a fair trade, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy that can can hang on the wing with LeBron and Kawhi. You know, and then can that's, he shoot well enough? Who knows? Yeah, and I don't know that he needs to shoot exceptionally well either with the team that they have. Like if you look at that starting five, to me, I don't know if there's a better. St- well, probably the Nets by name, but that's one of the best, if not the best starting five in the NBA, right? With Aaron Gordon, with Vucevic, Jamal Murray, uh, Will Barton, and uh, Porter Jr. No, not Vucevic, sorry, Jokic, and, and Porter Jr. But they, they don't defend, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I'll take, I'll take the Lakers starting five over that five. Ooh, I will. I'll take, I'll take Milwaukee starting five over that five. I'll take... Uh, Philly starting five over that five. You don't have Jokic is a bad man. I don't know. You're 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 down on him. But they only play one end. Like Murray doesn't guard. Jokic doesn't guard. Porter doesn't guard. Like they 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 have lots of offensive firepower. That's for sure. But I, I just think it's good too. You mentioned the size uh, of Gordon. I think when you match up against Kawhi, if you match up against yeah. LeBron, you got somebody that can at least at least make it difficult for him going to the net. And, yeah. and if you have a loaded offensive weapon and you're tiring out LeBron, you got loaded weapons offensively with, with who they have, then I think that's a great move for Denver. I don't want to see Denver if I'm the other teams in the West, in my opinion. I think Denver has a very high ceiling, but they got a low floor too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just in terms of like those, you saw it in the bubble, the same thing happened where they were scoring on par with everybody, you know, and then some games they would lose by 30 to Utah. And other games, they would be right there because they were they were making a ton of shots. Yeah, I don't know. You need to be able to play both ways, in my opinion, to really put a dent in it. All right, what do you like in the East? Um, I like the Vucevic move um, on paper. I yeah, don't... it gets them it gets them into contention for playoffs. You know, like nobody's scared to play that team though. No, that's a first round exit team probably forever. <laughs> Like it, it, like as as constituted right now, like they're just gonna lose in the first round every year. Like, uh, so you're saying that uh, Levine doesn't get much better than he is now. Maybe he does, Go but like way. his numbers this year are yeah. like his play this year is really good. It's about so learning can, how to win, though, right? It's about yeah. learning how to win at that point. You've got the skills. It's about making the right play at the right moment. I think Boston did made a good deal. I like think they so got, too. Yeah. They got Fournier for literally nothing. Yeah. They traded Tice, which opens up minutes for Time Lord. They got to get Time Lord 25 minutes. 
and just see what they have. Is he good enough? I don't know, but they need to see what they got. Who With Tice there playing Time, Robert Williams. Oh, Robert, Robert Williams. What do you call him? Time Lord. That was his nickname in uh, oh. in college at really? Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Everyone's calling them. I've never heard that. I feel like I call I cover this sport, uh, but I can make a layup. Uh, um, yeah, so that I think I think that's a good trade for them. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote on Twitter, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, Fournier is good for them. You might he might not close but you'll love them for the first 40 minutes. And yeah, sometimes and you need, is yeah, what they needed. Exactly. Yeah. You need that. The game, the game can be won and lost in those first 40 minutes. And uh, I, I think he's a good scorer. I don't, I don't know about his toughness or that kind of thing, his defense, but he, he, he gives them another option. Takes a little bit of the pressure off uh, their two studs. Okay, what's your worst <laughs> trade? What's the worst trade? I, I just want to go back. I, we, gotta, we gotta change the vocabulary. <laughs> okay, I just want to go back to the Chicago thing and why, um, why I like it for Chicago and why I don't think it that matters that much. I like it for Chicago okay. because it sort of signifies that making the playoffs is an important step to getting better. It's not this sort of, oh, we're gonna be so bad or try to be so good. You gotta, you gotta pedal in the middle part of that ground for you to get anywhere, in my opinion, especially if you're using homegrown talent like some of the players that they have. Uh, so, I agree with that. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think you need to, to show these guys what it's like to make the playoffs. I think Vucevic was having a great year. The other thing, though, there's a blueprint about how to stop him in the playoffs. And yep. the Raptors have shown that. So, so having said that, as much as I like Vucevic as an offensive player, I don't know. You're right that I don't know that they win a round. I don't even know if they win a play-in game. They certainly don't win a play-in game against the Raptors. Um, yeah. Do they beat, you know, uh, Indiana? I don't even know if they beat Indiana at that point. Right. You know, we'd have to see. No, I, I agree with that point. You know what it does? It changes the mentality around them is that they're going for it now. Right. They're not just a perennial loser anymore. Yeah. They went for it. You know, this is what we're going for. We're trying to win. And you still got young guys in, in uh, Kobe White. You still got Patrick Williams, who I think can be really good. Agreed. Um, I like him. is not old. Zach Levine yep. is not old, you know. Um, so it's... They got room to grow for sure. Yeah. But I, they, they need another piece before I start to say, you know, they're going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, worst trade. What's the worst one? Worst one for me right. is Clippers. Clippers trading Lou Will and... Two second round picks for Rondo. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> for that. The idea was right in that they needed somebody like Rondo, right? I think we all agree yeah. that they need somebody to get those two stars in a better spot. Well, Mike, would you have made that trade? I would have done Lou Will for Rondo straight up. Mm-hmm. Why did they need to do two second round picks though? Mm-hmm. Okay, but if they had to do that. To get it done? Yeah. To get it done, would you have done it? No. Oh. Mm. No. They could have got like what Jeff Teague I, I, would have been. Jeff Teague's now bought out. Yeah, I mean, if you can get Jeff Teague for free, that's better than giving up Lou Will and two picks for Rondo. Like I know Rondo was good last year, but like he hadn't shown that in many years before that, right? Like hasn't really been all that good in Atlanta this year. And by all that good, I mean like he might be the worst player in the NBA so far this year. <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> Well, he's playoff Rondo, though. 
He's playoff. Playoff Rondo is a different Rondo, we'll, I guess. But we will see this year. You know, at some point, you're not playoff. You, you know, you get old. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and it's only one year later, but still, like that was so surprising last year that the, that the whole playoff Rondo thing came back. Yeah, playoff Rondo hadn't been playoff Rondo in five years prior to that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and it's probably easier to be playoff Rondo when you're playing with playoff LeBron. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and playoff anthony davis which we didn't know about until last is year. he going to be happy sitting behind beverly uh should he be sitting behind beverly well i mean if he's out there going one for eight like yeah he's gonna have to sit right is yeah. he gonna be happy with that yeah like there's there's you know last year if he had to sit it was behind lebron do you remember when yeah, russell wait. westbrook said pat beverly trick y'all yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. do you think about that i loved it i loved it <laughs> I because I don't I dislike Beverly a lot I really do yeah his flopping and his like, oh yeah ugh, it's bad man really mm -hmm. bad so do you think that most of the NBA believes Russell Westbrook and thinks that he's not very good or most of the NBA thinks that he's very good if you're not on his team I'll bet you hate him I think if you're on his team you like him he's that guy he's yeah. that guy he's a pest yeah. but if you're on his if you're on his team you'll love his energy and you love his you know. Is he a good defender? Let's let's hash it out right now. No, he's average. He's average. Average defender. But but what what people how people talk about him is ridiculous, and his bravado is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But he's average, in my opinion. I, so actually, wait, I, is Rondo I, too old to start for that team? Because the whole thing is they need a point guard. He'll play more when one of Kawhi and PG is off. Mm. As that like ball handler to get the other guy involved. I don't know if it matters if you start him or not, but I think I would if if at this point because you have guys like you traded away Lou Will who comes off the bench who's a, a negative defender, right? But you yeah, have and, and hasn't shown his offensive prowess in the playoffs. No. Who, um, who's the leader on the Clippers right now? Good question. That's why nobody gives them much respect, in my opinion. Rondo might end up being the leader. Yeah, he I'm might just thinking be that. The leader. Yeah. It might be the best thing for them. Well, guys don't want to listen to PG because he's lost. Like he's lost a lot of people with what he said in the last couple years and his performances. Right. Kawhi just doesn't speak. Mm -hmm. You know, Ibaka's a newcomer. I mean, Marcus what, Morris. You're gonna listen to that guy. What about the coach? That's like, where I think. That, uh, well, no, it's a good it, point. Like Tyron it's a good Lou, point. Yeah, like he. But there's only so much a coach can say. They need Rondo dudes to step up. But the problem is he needs to play well too because if he doesn't, then people won't listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. I like at this point in the season, I like Denver over the Clippers in the West. That's a 50-50 to me. Who's playing well at the at the at that point? Do you think Phoenix can beat any of those teams? Yes. Do you think Phoenix can beat the Lakers? No. Do you think Phoenix can beat the Clippers? That's going to be tough. I think, Phoenix, I think Phoenix can beat anybody but those two teams. Can Phoenix beat Utah? Yes. Wow. I'd like to talk about Devin Booker. Okay. Mike, what do you think about him so far? This he's season? been good. This season? Chris, yeah. are you saying this, yeah, this season? He's been really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that the, the best thing about Phoenix is you know exactly what you're getting with Phoenix every night. Everyone has a particular role, and everybody is playing their role. That's how I see it. Yeah. The leader is Chris Paul. Yeah. Devin Booker's your best player. DeAndre Ayton's the guy inside. Then you have Crowder and Bridges as the role player three and D guys. And then you have an entire bench unit that knows they're the bench unit and comes in and plays hard for 20 minutes a night. Yeah. That's really that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Like I like when no, everyone knows exactly what they need to do, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
And Chris Paul was a brilliant, brilliant addition to that team. Mm-hmm. And I just want to cite uh, an observation. When they were playing the Raptors, um, Devin Booker had missed a free throw or whatever near the end of the game. And he was so, like, quietly angry at himself. And I was looking at his expression. Ken was right on him. And I'm like, that guy has figured out what he wants. You know what I mean? Like, there is a new intensity in that guy's face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he... And I think Chris Paul has a lot to do with that. Oh, he has everything to do with it. Because earlier, before he got there, Devin Booker, there was nobody even close to his skill set. So you can get away with so much more. You know, these types of shots, late shot clock things, you know, making mistakes on defense, all these things. And you can't get away with that. And it's kind of reinvigorated his... I think his attention to detail in the, on the basketball court, you're, you're right. Chris. He looks so much more focused, mm. man. He's been, he's been on fire lately. Yeah. I still, he's don't... putting up big numbers on very efficient play. Yeah. You said earlier in the season, Mike, that he wasn't doing very well, but that's he wasn't. Changed. Yeah. But now they've, they've, they've really come into their own. They're way yeah. better now than they yeah. were at the beginning. They, well, cause look at Deandre Ayton's numbers were bad at the beginning too. Yeah. He's coming yeah, they, along. They figured it out now. They had, yeah. They, there's an adjustment yeah, they'll, period. They'll when, be scary in the playoffs. Yeah, there's an adjustment period when you when you put Chris Paul on your team because yeah. everything changes. Yeah. So the matchups are going to be pretty crazy in the West. Yeah. Because if 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 the Lakers fall to like six, seven, yeah, like, whoa, who wants to play them in the first round? Yeah. You know, like skill is is a lot, but chemistry is everything. It is. It really is. Thing. I am. I'm pressing stop. Any final thoughts? Kombucha. <laughs> Chris, any final thoughts for you? I just learned what YOLO meant. This has been an Industry Valley Pictures production. 